0: to Everything's Not Fine. I'm your host, Nicole Allen. So if you have listened to us previously, you know that my former uh, co-host, Kelly Budnick, has decided that she has ended a season and has begun another, and she's going into um, intuitive healing and, and all of this really beautiful work with energy healing and all of this that has been really incredible. So we wish her well, but it is really weird to try to do this without her. So hang on (laughs) with me uh, as I'm trying to find my footing and figure out what is good, what is meaningful. uh, And if you guys feel that too. Uh, so join me in that, uh, it is the new year, it's 2023 and of course, uh, with that comes all of the resolutions and intentions and all of that and honestly, this year especially, I was like, oh, for the love of God, I don't have it in me, so happy new year, new year, save me, uh, obviously I do have things that I want to work on, you know, the regular like, you know, move your body more and be healthy and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm feeling too old for this like hardcore resolution <laughs> shit. So don't expect that. Cause I ain't got time for that. I support you if you do, I do not. Uh this year is gonna be a really big one for our family. Again, if you've been if you've been listening and you know, obviously um our oldest son Jehu is Getting married this year, and it won't happen till September. Um, But he and his beautiful fiancee, Taya, who we love, uh, we're just jacked and excited about that. So that'll be coming in September. So, of course, there will, I'm sure, be lots of talk of all of that and kind of what is to come and what's all on the mind and going on with all of that. And, of course, our daughter. Uh, Roz is graduating high school this year. She's a senior and then she heads off to college with lots of other adventures kind of in between. And our youngest Noah will be entering his senior year this following school year. So um, it's just gonna be a really big, it's a big year for the Allen household. And I feel like we will be going from you know teenage land to like empty nester before I can blink and the joke that we keep saying is you know in September if we're drunk the entire month you'll know why because we'll have both the wedding and taking Roz to college in the same like three or four day period of time so you know thoughts and prayers already going up for all of us at that point would be great (laughs) Thank God we've got lots of time between now and then to be thinking about it too much. The other, if you aren't sure, you don't remember, or you don't know, I uh, do work as well. Um, I am a hairdresser and work at my salon. I've been there now for over 10 years and love what I do. And this year, in light of everything else going on and over the last couple of years, I've kind of found myself on a bit of a journey for lack of a better word of wanting to, um, be fully wholehearted. Like wherever I am, I want to be fully not, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and really nowhere entirely. Like, so at work, um, for me, part of that is about having good boundaries. Uh, I want to kind of go into that a little bit more, but like um, letting my yeses be yes and my nos be no and um, and hopefully just being able to really enjoy, which I have. I'm really lucky. I, I really do love probably 90% of the clientele that I work with on a daily basis and that I feel really lucky with and about. Um, and so I think this next year, I'd like to to keep that up I have a couple of people that I don't enjoy that are that like vacuum life sucking energy sources that I would like to put out into the universe for them to exit my space and find a new home. Uh, So that is one thing that, um, I definitely do have a sort of intention of just having better boundaries. Often I am realizing that if I will honor my own internal guiding system, right? Like, so if I'm burned out and that's my day off, to really honor that by holding that space for myself and my family and my well-being and all of that and not... You know, being uh, pushed into or feeling pressured into saying yes and, um, you know, working more to please them or to make them happy to uh, whatever, right? Like, that's something that I definitely, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to, but certainly I contend towards that people pleasing part and, Um, and can just really feel a lot of pressure. Uh, and that is not exclusive to work, but certainly something that I'm sort of seeing in a lot of parts of my life that I'm trying to just be more intentional about really listening to that inner voice and that inner compass of, um, that is great or nope, I need time, even if it is a good thing. Like, obviously, I imagine most of you can relate that the hardest for me is saying no when or two things that are good, right? Like, there's nothing that's, there's easy no's, right? Like, gross, no thank you. Um, But then the hard ones are where you would love to hang out with so-and-so and they're a dear friend. But you are exhausted or but you have all these other things that need to get done and um, just don't have truly the hours or the energy to give um, in that direction in that day. And, you know, so it's saying no, but it's to a good thing. And that's always really challenging. Yeah. Um, and I've not always been really great at it, so I will say I think I'm trying to I found myself working on that intentionally. Just sort of came upon it. Um which leads me to what I wanted to do is share with you, which I know we often would do is like talking about different things that we've seen or listened to, and I was listening to a podcast that Brené Brown just put out and it was just the first part of I think a two-part series, but she was um Basically, talking about all of these same things, I kept feeling this like, oh my god, I so relate to that. Oh my god, it's so me. And she was talking about, first, it started off with do you, the sort of a question of do you believe that people are doing the best they can? Like, the best they can with the tools they have, you know, in general. So do I think that all people are always doing the best they can? My answer is obviously no. But, um... And do I naturally believe that? I don't always, admittedly. Like, I am jaded about humanity for sure. Uh, But one of the things she was talking about is this connection to believing that is a prerequisite of healthy boundaries. Like, compassion and boundaries um are connected compassion wholeheartedness and boundaries are all connected and you know obviously she's the researcher and I don't need to this is not a book assignment so I'm not like trying to give you this download but it was interesting when she was talking about it because as she was sharing about um some of that in her own struggle in that, right? Like to believe that and, and, you know, of course people that prove it wrong and make you crazy and all of the things. And it's so annoying and frustrating. Um, but she told a story about how she had said yes to something that she really wanted to say no to. And part of why she said yes is because they sort of manipulated Um, Whether they even realized they were or not, they kind of said this um, little bit of sentiment of like, don't forget, I know you're really famous now, but don't forget where you came from and like the little people or whatever kind of a vibe, right? And she said, no, basically, no, how do you know two of my triggers, which is A, you're never good enough or B, who do you think you are? And when she started talking about that as shame triggers, I felt my heart like stop for a second and felt that like, oh fuck, I relate to that. The, the never good enough, always needing to prove it, always need to earn it. Um, but also the, you know, who do you think you are? You think you're better than fill in the blank. Um, if it's not one, it's the other. And, and then she started talking about, you know, in my family, the women, especially, you know, valued um, being low maintenance and wanting to be easy, fun and flexible. And as she was talking about that, I, again, so resonated with that. I've definitely been the kind of gal that has resonated with, you know, I value that I want to be low maintenance. And in general, I think I actually am genuinely. Um, but what that often will also make me hesitant to do is ask for what I need, whether that's help or just, you know, that's that I need to not start a movie past seven or 730 at night, because I'm going to fall asleep. Um, that to me, I have now with the family has become kind of a joke. And I have caveated that with like, okay, it's my one old person thing. Right. But the fact that I, like, that's fine. It's funny. It's whatever. And it is true. I literally will fall asleep if I start any later than that. And it doesn't mean that I won't fall asleep earlier than that. But, you know, the kids and Aaron, they'll go, you know, get, Uh, movie tickets and go downtown and whatever. Oh, the movie starts at 830. Like they tried to do that with Avatar, the new Avatar and say like, oh yeah, we're going to go watch it. It doesn't start till 830. Well, that's a three and something hour movie. And it was like a work night for me. And so I was like, hell no, hell no. It's my one old person thing. Sorry, bro. I ain't doing it. Like that's not going to work for me. Please go. God bless. Go do it. Now they ended up not because they were all tired and canceled the tickets and have still not gone, I don't think. But, um, but there's something in that that I felt early in, like I had to apologize for. I had to apologize for having needs. And, um, you know, that is a problem. Like that, that's a, wait a minute, I get to be a person. And that's kind of been, again, one of the things that as time has gone on over the last couple of years that I've had to sort of have these moments of like, wait, I also get to be a person. I get to need that. I get to like, I was in a spin class once and I had decided I was going to try this like 6am spin class. And about 20 minutes in, like I was raging angry, right? I'm friggin' exhausted. I'm friggin' tired. I do not want to be here. The teacher is annoying. The other people like that class time, period. Like I was not, it was not my vibe. And I'd never had that teacher before. Like clearly, right? There's different strokes for different folks. So that works for you. But wow, all I wanted, I was ragey on the inside. And like also kind of wanted to cry because like sometimes if I'm exhausted, that's also a thing that will happen. And I remember at some point having to go like, I am a grown ass woman and I can be done if I want to be done. And I don't have anything to prove. And I had to like muster the chutzpah to like stop and leave. Like, I but it was shocking to me as a, and I think at that time I was like in my mid thirties, as a 35 year old grown ass woman, how much I had to muster to do that. And I still think about that and have to laugh because there's absolutely those different times where in life that I still will find myself, right? Saying yes, when I wanted to say no. And then inevitably I'm resentful about the thing that I said yes to, right? And so I'm already coming into it with a crap attitude. I'm already coming into it. Now, if it's friends, I will inevitably, like, it will be fun, but I will still, and that's great, but I will still leave more depleted than benefited, I have found. If I say yes when I should have said as much as I love you, I just can't do it. And so I'm it's interesting. I'm continually trying to, um, work on that, you know, and, and ultimately like people deserve my best self and I can't give that if I'm on empty either. So that's one of those things that as Brene Brown was talking about her things and, and, you know, valuing, you know, being low maintenance as a family and that being like shame triggery, Um, if you're not, and, but then also, again, talking about, you know, the moment you say yes, when you meant no, or whatever, felt guilted into something or pressured into, you know, doing what you didn't want to do, and not just didn't want to do, but like, I don't got it in me kind of a thing. Um, inevitably, there's resentment. And so, it's just interesting to me. I think there's uh, like something really life lesson-y about like paying better attention and wanting to be more in tune with all of that. And I'm definitely um, in that space and and challenging, feeling that challenge this year. So I guess one of the things that I'm realizing then is what does this have to do with the pod? And for me, I have really lamented going back and forth of what I want to do. And I enjoy this expression, but at the same time, you know, um, as one person, there's only, I have limits and, and I don't want to bring things that don't have value. And so I don't want to, I don't want to waste people's time. Obviously that will also show because people will be like, why am I listening to this? Um, so it's something that I'm definitely thinking about in regards to this as well. I certainly, um, think that I want to try to continue doing the pod. It may be less consistent and it may be, um, you know, in, in little stints of time potentially, but I think that there's fun things to share about life and that are relatable and all of that, um, along the way. Um, so I guess I just wanted, you know, to share that that's my intention with even in in this platform as well, that I, I don't want to do this halfway, um, and without being wholehearted. And so, um, I want to bring my wholehearted self to this and I want to bring things of value. And if that is, the value can be that, Hey, that was just funny. The value can be that I relate and it's nice to know I'm not alone. And, um, and hopefully inspiring or challenging or whatever, like let's laugh at ourselves together too. So yeah, I guess I, that's where it all kind of came full circle for me of the thoughts and beliefs about, what I want to use my voice and this platform for and do, um, just in general. Like I, I definitely feel that in my day-to-day life, I want to be wholehearted all throughout. So drawing people that are interested in that as well. And, um, you know, even when they're getting their hair done, having conversation that's meaningful, being able to laugh and, um, have camaraderie. I I'm frequently, you know, meeting these people and to know that you're not alone, right, is so valuable. And so that's something that I feel is um, a calling. And that's a, I don't know, it could be a triggering word, sorry if it is to some, but that's what I feel. I feel like that's a gifting that I have. Um, And I want to continue to utilize and be bold enough and confident enough to share that with different ones. And so if this can be an expression of that too, then awesome. Going into this next season, I would like to do some more interviewing. I think I maybe said that, um, with friends and people I know that have done the things that we're all doing, right. And have done things that maybe some of us wish we could do. And it's cool to hear their experiences, their story. Hopefully it can be an encouragement um, and be a, you know, push forward to just bite the bullet and go for it or ha- be brave and take that leap. Um, knowing that other people have and hearing their stories that you can relate to as well. I know that is a gift that I often feel when I'm hanging out with my girlfriends and that this is that's also part of this, right? We've always said we want this to feel like just girlfriend gab time and having time together just to talk and so yeah I want to show up fully and that doesn't mean it's always going to be super pretty or um positive all the time uh I do tend towards that positive bent but but also real and recognizing that life is a mix, right? It's rarely just like everything's amazing. Like oftentimes it's like, oh shit, it's a it's kind of quite the shit show. Like, you know, yeah, this thing got dialed in and that's so wonderful and then this other part like holy crap, right? I mean, literally just last week, I mean, we were having a knockdown drag out with Noah about grades because as he's a wonderful human, but also like what the nuts your grades are in the crapper and, and really having to kind of come to a place where, you know, we just said, you're older, we shouldn't have to do this, but clearly you're behind and you're not on top of it. And so come down and do it, you know, at the kitchen table and you're going to lay out all the things and we're going to go through it together. And, and as we started talking, I just immediately realized that overwhelm is real. And we use the analogy of like, having a backpack, right? And you're carrying all your stuff. Well, that one assignment, that's a little rock. It's not heavy. It's not that big of a deal. Throw it in the backpack. Well, when you have ignored so many assignments, right? Then throwing another rock into that already full backpack, well, all of a sudden that rock isn't just about that one rock. It's about the collective. And, and I said, honey, I feel like you are upstairs looking at your computer, just like, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. I'm overwhelmed. I have so much to do. And it's like, you're immob- you become immobilized by fear. And like, I don't know where to start. And all I can do is feel overwhelmed. And, you know, he just turned his head and had like a tear running down his face. And he was like, I hate that you know people so well. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course, in that moment, like, it's hard to still be so ticked, you know, like, obviously, I'm res- resolute um, in helping him and wanting him to, like, face the stuff and get it done. But in that moment, realizing, like, man, that is, you are all of us, right? We have all been there on some level. And again, so, that backpack analogy full of rocks, like none of the things individually are really all that hard. It's just, you've let it go with procrastination. Now it's just this stupid ass heavy backpack that feels like a mountain that I can't get over. And so as we started taking everything out and kind of trying to organize and prioritize and just one thing at a time, you know, and help him. And that's part of the job, right? Like as parents. And I don't know about you, but certainly I think COVID really added to some of that stuff that I think, you know, probably he's old enough that we shouldn't have to do this right now. But I think COVID happened at really key times. And some of that is a little behind. You know, he's incredibly emotionally mature, I think for an intelligent, for his age in a lot of ways, but in some of those just super practical ways, it's just hard. And, you know, I think everybody has their own demons or whatever with that, right? Their own vices, their own pensions. And so, um, that's just keeping it real. Like that's one of them at our house. And and, you know, digging out of a hole where you've been procrastinated is always way harder, right? And one of the things that Erin kept saying in the moment was, this is important to have this kind of, mo- this like come to Jesus moment, because what you're doing is you're exposing it to the light. And when you get into, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so behind, but now I'm, I'm so that and I'm full of shame that I let it get to this way. So now I'm just, I want to stay in hiding and I don't want to look at it. And I definitely don't want to tell my parents about it. And I'm just afraid of getting in trouble. And it's just all of these things. It's like just continuing to pile on more and more rocks in that bag. But also you just are alone, 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 and you're just in the dark. And so, um, you know, choosing to like, okay, it's, it's, exposure time it's time to shine the light on it and it can burn and it can be hard and you know emotional but at the same time um as that was happening we could see that weight get lifted off his shoulders and things felt more manageable and um You know, that's not going to just automatically like now it's all better and magically better. Like, no, it's not. And we're still working on it. But, um, but the idea that no matter what, you're not alone and you don't have to do this alone and it's okay and good and important to acknowledge and shine the light of truth on those different parts, right? So whether it's procrastination and homework as a teenager, or it's burnout, and I can't add one more thing to my pile, and even though that disappoints fill in the blank, uh, I have to be honest, and, um, you know, or whatever it is, like, it's just... It's valuable. It's important. It's valuable to be able to shine the light of truth on it and be bold enough to say, hey, this is where I'm really at. And know that, um, for one, I think it's relatable, right? And for two, as soon as you do... That weight does inevitably, regardless of anything else changing in that moment, it actually does get lighter because you can see it all. It's not the big, bad, bad boogeyman in your closet that you has no edges because it's dark. It's, you can see it, right? And so if you can relate to that or if your kids can or whatever, I guess I just, a reminder- as always, that you are not alone and that we are doing this crazy, fun, amazing, and messy, hard, heart-wrenching life all together. And if you feel like you are alone or you feel like things are heavier than you could ever handle, um, shoot an email, talk to a friend, shoot a text, lay it out there, fall apart, like, get it out. And remember that you are not alone and I love you. Until next time, this is Everything's Not Fine and thanks for listening.